0: Today on Movie Rollers, as we talk about language lessons and Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It's time for Movie Wallers. Hi, this is Joe.
1: Hi, it's Rashmi. And Yazdi as well.
0: Movie Wallers is your weekly dose of film reviews, movie news and general banter in theatres, on DVD, online streaming or in the back of an airplane. If you love the movies, this show is for you. Hello. Greetings. Hello. Happy Sunday.
2: Happy
1: Sunday.
0: Happy post-cake and tea Sunday.
1: Yes, we have our blood levels high with the glucose. <laughs> well, it,
2: I love recording because we always eat treats. Yeah. Well, and, and yes, these treats are better than ours. No, today's treats. Today's we,
0: treats for, are pretty for, epic.
1: Yeah, today's treats for our for our listeners. We had two kinds of delicious moist loaf cake. Loaf. Loaf cakes. Loaves cakes. <laughs> Loaves of cakes. Oh, loaf cakes. cakes. Loave cakes. <laughs> Love cakes. <laughs> no. Love cake. Yes. Um, one was, it's not there anymore. So I'm looking at the empty plate. <laughs> Do you want some actually? Empty plate, wistfully, you know. So one okay. was um, raspberry, raspberry lemon. Raspberry lemon. And the other one was a chocolate marble
0: this podcast has been brought to you by metformin (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no gosh yeah they were both really good cakes i'm not i'm not i'm not a huge fan of cake but there's something (gasps) about cake and tea
2: yes Yes. there is something magical
0: no because i can't slice of cake on its own just you know but a cup of tea and a slice of cake magic yeah and i don't know what it is what is that weird alchemy it just Blows my mind every time.
1: Yeah, I think, I think if if you have a drier, staler cake, then having it with tea makes it correct more forgiving. Correct. I
0: think it's the case with all cake. Well, I don't like cake like Rashmi likes cake like I Rashmi. Love cake. You and you, Rashmi, loves I've never cake.
2: met a cake I didn't like. I've met a cake. I, didn't I mean, you know, there are like some that I don't cake, like. As right. no, not bad. I'm right. so, like anything reasonable.
1: Sure.
2: Yeah, any sure. type of cake. I think the only thing I don't I don't like marzipan.
1: Oh. <gasps> Really? <laughs> oh, oh my God! That was a serious yes, see, that reaction. That was a serious
2: What's reaction. What's not to like? It's almonds and sugar
1: and something else.
2: I feel <laughs> like it's very bitter and it does the cake a disservice, other than keeping sure. it preserved. Sure. Like it doesn't add anything to a cake. It's got like that kind
1: of aftertaste. Sure. Some some of it. If yeah. If it's, if it's the bitter almonds. Correct. I, I'm also not a fan of fondant. Because it becomes like a dry cardboard if you don't exactly. eat it fresh. Exactly,
2: exactly. But it does keep the cake fresh inside. Correct. So old <laughs> cake with fondant is not bad if you take the fondant off. Correct. You can just peel it off. As you as like you can skin. tell, like Yazdi yes, yes, and <laughs> like skin I love an cake.
0: No more cake for the pair of you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. What nonsense banter that results. <laughs> banter off to the wall. But, anonymous. Anonymous. but
2: on the other hand, ice cream. Joe will eat ice cream. We will have like yeah. a huge meal and be stuffed you can't even like drink water and then you say ice cream and you'll had, be like yay
0: i think i had ice cream twice on friday that's I, allowed I, I, it's bad actually i'm too old to have ice cream twice in the same day yeah you did have it. i twice, did i had you? it for dessert at the restaurant and then afterwards when um because i, I <laughs> we went to sushi with a bunch of people that don't quite eat as much sushi as we do <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's a nice way of putting it. So you were hungry it. when you came back. Yeah, that We happens. were starving. Yeah, starving. I was really hungry. And sometimes sushi is, you know, like not the meal to eat when you're really, really hungry.
2: Yeah, yeah. And we hadn't eaten, we, we'd purposely not eaten
1: much lunch. Yeah, I'd been there. Been
2: yeah. Because we were thinking, oh, we can yeah. gorge on sushi. And then we didn't realize that we, we were did do the, the gorging. Yeah. Yeah, and, and
1: I will ask people should we get another roll, and everybody says no, no. And then what are you going to do? Like, okay. I was, I know at that point I
2: was like, oh, I really want some tempura, <laughs> and then I kind of read the room, and I was like, oh, this is not the time to say I want some tempura. So, yes. so we, we had got back.
0: We had a snack later, and my snack. We drove. We
2: drove to McDonald's.
0: Did you really? <laughs> Good. Yeah. And I had ice cream again.
1: Yeah, yeah you did. That's okay. I must
0: admit, though, this is going to sound terrible, but the 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 appetite was definitely lubricated by um, a couple of beers, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I don't, we don't, I mean, that was a Friday night. That yeah, was, it was Friday night. Uh, we, that, that makes me sound like um, a party dude and I'm, I'm really not that guy. Or More, maybe, yeah. a little bit.
1: Speaking of Friday <laughs> nights, have, do you guys have any recommendations for movies that folks might watch on a Friday night, like on Netflix or Amazon? Or? You
2: know, I just watched Yazzie, and I think you've told me about this before. I finally watched the film Kalank, K-A-L-A-N-K, mm-hmm. K-A-L-A-N-K. Um, which is an Indian movie about partition. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came out a while ago, it came out about like
1: early nineties.
2: Yeah, no, no two no, thousands. Yeah. Okay, But um, that was really good. It was a very good movie. Mm. It was almost epic in some of the scene, the scenes, but um, it was a great movie, great movie about partition, especially because we just came off our Bollywood. Um, yeah. A Bollywood segment that we did with Beth Akamondo. Um yeah. Which was great. Cinema, so it kind of junk inspired account. me to watch a few more Bollywood movies because I don't actually watch yeah, that either. many. Yeah. But what about you? What have you been watching?
1: So I watched, um, what I'm recommending is a brand new show on Netflix called The Chair. And um, it's
2: What's her name? Sandra Oh. Sandra Oh yes, yes, in Yes, I it. just
1: read about it. And uh, Jay Duplass of the Duplass Brothers is in it. Uh, he's acting in it. And it's written by... Amanda Peet. Do you guys remember yes. Amanda Peet?
0: Very well, yeah. yeah. Yes. She
1: she has a way with words. Uh, it's six episodes of half an hour each, uh, equivalent of, and you know, each of the episodes end at like 22, 23 minutes. The rest is all credits. So it's equivalent of watching a two and a half hour movie, uh, even when you're binging. Uh, for anybody who has spent any time at a university with any, any degree of, uh, if it's any degree of length, um, it's, it's going for all this satire about the craziness which happens at at universities, and particularly these days where you cannot say anything bad about anything. Anything you say can be misinterpreted, where students become so militant, and everything you say can be can be misjudged. Cancel culture, yeah, cancel culture. How woke everybody is, and how <laughs> you're constantly walking on shells, and you know nobody wants to do the right thing, etc. But anyway, Sandra Oh plays the first ever female head of an English department in a Yale-like university, in an Ivy League-like university. I love it. And everything, obviously, is going wrong. Completely everything in her personal life, in her family life. And, you know, this professor who, rep- who who reports to her, one of the English professors, is having a complete meltdown and he says something in class which goes viral and, you know, all hell breaks loose. So it's very much off the time, but it's also funny. Mm-hmm. Almost at some level is like a romantic comedy-ish um, the great Taylor Holland is in it. Bob Balaban is in it. It's, it's very cute. It, ah. it you know, it, it goes by very quickly. It's so.
2: interesting you mentioned Amanda Peet because I just watched, um, or started watching Dirty John where she actually plays, uh, Betty Broderick. Right. Who killed her husband. Local San Diego story. Oh, I didn't um, know. Um, she that. was actually, yeah, the, the, a couple that lived in, um, San Diego and basically the story goes that she shot her husband.
1: Hmm. And where is Dirty John playing?
2: Uh, no, it's on, I think it's on Netflix. Okay. I've been watching it. But okay. it's a, you know, again, an episodic um, series that came out last year. Mm. And she's very good in it. Mm. She's a bit of a chameleon.
1: She is. And she is one of the finest comedians. She's very we have, funny. Her, her sense yeah. of timing is so good. She's she's done remarkably funny stuff. There was a movie she did with, um, oh gosh, uh, I think it's called Where Angels Tread. with Selma Hayek and um uh, I'm I'm blanking out but yeah yeah, she's she's done I
0: can't help you because I think you know as much as I like her I always feel like I'm waiting for her star to shine and Mm. um I feel like we noticed her in the 90s in that Jack and Jill Jack and Jill which was probably a a, you know at least at the time I enjoyed it but I'm, I'm sure it was a horrible show um but we remember seeing her work really well in that particular show, and and then she's popped up everywhere, in these little roles from time to time. But I've never I've never felt that she's she's you know gotten the lead opportunity. Yeah, yeah. So, she was and good
2: in the way way back. Remember, she was the neighbor. Yeah,
0: no, she's she's great in everything She'll, she does.
1: Yeah, the movie is uh, the whole nine yards. If you remember, with uh, Matthew Perry and yes. um, Bruce Willis, it's so funny. She's so good in it. Anyway. So the chair on the Netflix is what I recommend.
2: And Joe, you've been watching lots of Formula One. I have. I mean, There's that series that you've been watching.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've already mentioned that. I think as as a, a pick, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I I don't watch that show quite as much as I might say because I kind of use it to fill in gaps in the Formula One season. Um, no, but I think a couple of things I would recommend. And, you know, wholeheartedly. One is Lupin. I don't know. We've spoken about that on the podcast.
2: Oh, but, yeah. Um, How did we, we forget to mention that? Well, I'm
0: remembering now. Yes. Uh, and it's a, a little series that uh, I think it came as a recommendation from a colleague of yours, actually. Yes. Uh, so we, we put it on one evening and we were immediately drawn into its world. Um, we also
2: just yes, yes so much fun
0: and yeah we yes. were planning a trip to Paris so having it's it's all set in Paris Lupin Lupin, Lupin.
1: Lupin. <laughs>
2: so <laughs> um, good yes you've watched it a while ago or?
1: I've, I've, I haven't i have seen I believe there's a second season which has dropped I only saw the first three episodes <gasps> but I know I need to catch up yeah <gasps> we yeah, literally well, binge watched the I whole thing I guess we must
0: have missed the, the first three episodes that came out because we watched the whole thing both seasons in one kind of you know, binge not not one session. but continuous, you know. Yeah. You know, series of evenings. And um it's it's just it's delightful. The word I would use to describe it is, you know, he's he's wonderfully inventive. It got a little dark towards um, you know, the end of the second season uh, because it gets very personal in terms, you know, he has a vendetta against a former employer. Let's just put it that way. Um, and, and Omar
1: Sy, who plays the lead, he is just incre- he is just charm coming out of every pore. He was in the Intouchables, that French movie, and he's just... He's I just
0: adored so- that movie. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah the and Intouchables. I don't think it's available anymore on Netflix because I think Rashmi didn't get to see that one and oh. I've told her about it more than once. Um, as a as a movie that's definitely worth seeing so um yeah he he's just got this like you say it's it's um he's very unusual looking and mm-hmm. uh, that's not to say you know he's um offensive looking anyway he's just he's got a certain way about him that's very unique and mm-hmm. it, it oodles you know oodles of confidence and charm and uh, there's a little running joke in the loop in things where you know he can put on fake a fake mustache or a hat where um, yeah, And nobody can recognize this huge, you know, six foot five tall, distinctive looking person. So I, I kind of love the little joke that they play there with the fact that he is so, so... Um so not like, you know, the kind of character that could slip in and out of things. But, but it's
2: a great story. But it's
0: fun. It's and it's fun family and it's well watching. Done.
2: You can watch it with the family.
0: Uh, curse words here and there. I mean, the French can be a little but fruity with their language. Heists but they are so much fun. But yes. They're, they're fun. Yeah.
1: And they just get better and better. So, yeah,
0: yeah loved looping. Loved By
1: the way, The Intouchables is back on Netflix. They, they <laughs> okay, um, I'll have they to watch did Matthew, that. They did a Kevin Hart version they did an American what? remake
0: I think you're right yeah, yeah. that I can't yeah. see how that would work
1: yeah but uh, but no the original is back on Netflix so
0: it's, it's a delightful movie yeah. for Francophiles everywhere yes. okay so our three recommendations are Lupin
2: I can't even remember Kalunk. Is oh Kalunk K-A-L-A-N-K
0: yes and yes the yours the was The Chair the that was a big
2: brain fart then I was like what
0: <laughs> sorry about that yeah <laughs> I put you on the spot to remember five minutes like ago like <laughs> Okay. Let's get into the podcast then. Um, Too much banter. Two movies to talk about this week. The first one is Language Lessons. So, Yazdi, will you tell us about language
1: Language Lessons? So Natalie Morales, Natalie Morales, uh, who grew up in uh, <laughs> great
2: translation. By the way, <laughs> up,
1: I don't know what's. I I think it's Natalie Morales, but she she grew up she grew up in Florida. She's of Cuban descent. She's had a breakthrough year um, because uh, she's been writing and acting in movie acting on television for a long time. She wrote two movies, both of which I think are pretty good, and they both have come out within months of each other. The first one was the movie Plan B, which is on Hulu. It's one of the funniest, most heartfelt uh, teenage road movie kind of thing that folks need to check out if you have a Hulu subscription, Plan B. But uh, Natalie Morales also wrote uh, the movie that we are going to discuss today, which is Language Lessons and... um, um, the writing credits are Natalie Morales and Mark Duplass, he of the Duplass brothers. Uh, they talk about being everywhere. Those brothers are just nonstop. They just keep going and going and going. Um, uh, the movie is produced by Will Dowsett, Jay du- Duplass, Mark Duplass, uh, Ashley Edward, and others. Um, and the movie stars Mark Duplass and Natalie Morales along with Christine Quesada and Deshaun Terry. The um, I did not get a chance to see this, but um, so I don't, you know, I can't, I can't tell you the summary from what I've seen. But I can read the IMDb one-liner, which is a Spanish teacher and her student develop an unexpected friendship. So, um, tell us, should we be taking these lessons?
2: Yeah, this movie is not without some missteps, but overall this is innovative and genius in the way it establishes character, a sense of place and story just through the lens of two people chatting via their computers, um you know, or their cell phones, and it very quickly grabs you. I love this movie. This is a gem of a movie. I think this is a Yazdi movie.
1: Oh, I can't wait to watch it. Okay.
0: <laughs> it is a Yazdi movie. Um I mean, the first thing I have to say about it is this shouldn't work. Um, yeah. This is like guerrilla filmmaking at its best in the sense of it's clearly filmed during the pandemic. The pandemic. Oh,
1: okay, that was a um, question. You
0: know, okay. it's, and I don't want to take anything away from all of the production design and camera work and things that have gone into it, but uh, on the face of it, this movie is feels very much like it was just recorded from a couple of laptop screens doing Skype or FaceTime or Mm. whatever it is Um, because it's an online language lesson with somebody in a different part of the world and the character Mm. but um, yeah give this movie just a couple of minutes to to get into where it's going Um, and that's what I'll say about the beginning because it it does feel uh, very charming at the beginning but you're like what's this going to be about and then Like I say, this movie shouldn't work. There are so many little elements in it that I feel that in lesser hands would have come across as, oh, eye rollingly overcooked. And why, you know, um, why is this the way that it is? And, you know, I I love the way that it dispenses very quickly with the notion that these two characters might fall in love over the webcam because one is gay and the other one is not. So, you know, but the rest of what kind of plays out in the movie, um, there are these moments where. Um, they are deeply emotionally um, resonant with us as the audience. They, they really work in ways mm-hmm. that I think would have, in lesser hands, been like, oh, come on, of course. Cliché after cliché after cliché, but it handles them brilliantly and you're left with this really strong connection to both of them that you find yourself caring enormous amounts about all through the movie, even though they're not perfect, they're very far from perfect individuals. They're difficult at times um, to to like, but just um, they're, they're, the mo- the movie handles everything so tone perfect that I think it, it overcomes those possible missteps.
2: Yeah, it 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 basically is a journey of a complex relationship, friendship, and how. How we connect with each other and um, the use of language—it's called language lessons because, like Joe said, she's a language teacher. Um, you know, with with a student in another country, but it, it really it, it works because of the human connection that it tries to portray, and it's so deep and meaningful that it just like my jaws on the floor by the end of it because again there are some missteps and it's overcooked sometimes
0: many times
2: yeah like i was like why yeah you know like exactly like you said like you normally you'd go like but it just works and it's really good acting like it's incredible acting it's hard to do some of the things that they're trying Mm -hmm. to do um and then it's in two different languages right it's in spanish and it's in english and it's just incredible that it works that the the subtitles are really well worded um there's so much conveyed just through a screen um mm. just oh. stunning this is stunning
0: it's it's interesting to me you know that it it is very current in that it comes at a time when we're all doing these webcams, yeah. right? We can't, you know, and it's not necessarily about the connection between, you know, you and a member of your family, but we're interacting with people that we, you know. Never
2: met in person before.
0: Connections with. Well, there's the people you've never met before. That's, that's also true. But there's also people with whom you have a strong relationship. And so this this way of portraying how the human connection over, um what is effectively Zoom or FaceTime or Skype or whatever it is, they don't really, they don't, it's not about that. Um, It's just, it feels very fresh and very current, even though I feel like this type of thing has been done before. I think even, you know, back in the day, I think I had a book that we studied in school, which was, you know, a series of letters that were exchanged between two individuals, you know, 100 years ago, whatever. But it does that same thing, right? Um, But yes, I think, essentially this is all about performances and good writing um the performances really um make you believe in the writing which is done with just the right sense of tone and there are moments and relationships that um you know it all happens kind of quite quickly again if you study this movie and pick it apart you'll be like oh come on whatever but um it it, the way it builds a human connection the way tests those connections and the way it resolves those conflicts is all it's just it's just really deftly handled and um for that i think um i was not intending to watch this movie i'll just say that right off the bat rashmi classic movie wallers in our house type moment where rashmi has access to a screening that's an advanced screening and i'm like i'm not going to invest i've got 10 other things that i need to be doing this evening um from the first moment i was like okay i'm in i'm in and i was in all the way and delighted for the fact that i made that choice
2: yeah and and i have to say i mean just you, you you know joe said it already there's this unfolding it's like a slow burn it unfolds gently you don't know where it's going it's difficult to predict how it's gonna end um And that's really a testament to really good writing Mm. and exceptional acting and nothing is given away at any, any given time. And it's not like much happens even, um, it's just one of those just beautiful Mm. stories about a relationship. It's just, just incredible. I mean, again, I can, I can sum this one up, Joe. Um, this is a rush out. This is a rush out and see or rush out and rent, um, this may be one of my favorite movies of the year so far. Right. Easily, easily I want to give this a 9 but I'm going to actually say I'm going to give it an 8. Solid 8 out of 10 for me.
0: Hmm. Yeah, a, a very stingy 8 from me as yeah. well. Um it's it's the kind of thing that makes me envious in the sense of, um, you know, we review movies, we don't make movies, but I, everyone, I know many people, I, I always feel like, oh, there's a movie within me that I could, and there, there is absolutely nothing that would stop anyone creating this individual movies, right? The technology, it doesn't require big sets and special effects, yeah. CG, cast of crew of thousands and millions of dollars of budget. This could be made with a couple of laptops, um, but it enables you to appreciate the real magic that exists within the very best of movies, which is how they're directed, how they're edited, how the story is told, how they're written and crafted. And all of that it, it just speaks volumes about the amount of talent behind the camera, um, both acting and writing and directing, just um, with, mm. with very limited means. It's, it's a wonderful piece of filmmaking. Loved it, eight out of 10. Wow. Yeah, high praise. I know, Yazdi, I don't I want to build to. it up too much. No, no, no. Because it's a very simple movie on the face of it. Um, but, yeah, charming, lovable, Sounds delightful. Right up my alley. I will have to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: Um, I mean, I was just going to say, those Duplass brothers are so talented. Well, I I will watch Because I, I don't think... No, it's, this one's it's w- just written, Mark. written well, by Mark. But, but, but the
1: other one is produced it as well. Yeah. Okay.
2: But what I'm saying is, I, I think at this point, Anything with their name on it, I will I will invest time in because I've never been disappointed by anything that they've either been in or written or produced. Um,
1: and they have to have been around at least for a decade. Yeah,
2: oh, way more, more yeah. way more, Yazdi. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Okay, before we get into our next movie, uh, time to take a quick break to tell you about another podcast that we've been enjoying.
2: Hi, this is Rashmi. I want to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. KPBS's Cinema Junkie mixes the giddy excitement of a geeky fan with smart and even scholarly insights from guests. Host Beth Accomando takes you on a deep dive into a topic, film, genre, actor, or theme. Each episode features in-depth interviews with an artist, scholar, historian, geeky cinephile, or other film folks who can provide insight into a film, genre, or profession. Check out the Cinema Junkie podcast online at kpbs.org slash cinema junkie or find and follow Cinema Junkie on Apple, Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much.
0: Okay, welcome back. Uh, time to talk about, I guess, the big event, right? This is the big mm-hmm. comic book movie. Well, I guess we've had Black Widow already, right? So um, there's, there's, there's a return to movies of because we didn't see any comic book movies last year at all so um anyway big event for this podcast will be the movie Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings so who's going to tell us about that?
2: Me! Go for Um, it. Okay so Shang-Chi the master of unarmed weaponry based kung fu is forced to confront his past after being drawn into the Ten Rings organization so this is um huge huge cast um Directed by our very own San Diegan, um, dear director Destin Daniel Cretton, um, written by him and a whole host of others, Dave Callahan and Drew Lanham, Dave Callahan, um and a whole host of others. And it stars um, Simu Liu as um, Sean or Shang-Chi, Aquafina, Tony Chu-Wai Leung, um menja zhang and michelle yo amongst many others um so i know we've all been excited this one joe i know you've been really excited by this one but you'll have to wait a few more seconds because i'm gonna ask yesterday what he thought first
0: (laughs)
1: um i love this movie i really did um to be honest i'm just tired of marvel they just keep churning these out entirely too frequently for my like we just had black widow we're going to have Chang-Chi, and then before the year ends out, we're going to have um, The Eternals coming out. So just within six months, Marvel is released like three movies. They need to slow the F down, because I, otherwise I'm you know starting to get very exhausted. But I'm clearly in the minority, because apparently there is a worldwide shortage of new Marvel movies, and everybody <laughs> craves it, and everybody cannot wait um, to watch the next one. Well, this one, I think people should really seek out. To me, this is an example of what a Marvel movie can also be. And um, in, a, in many ways, it's not anything like the Captain America movies or the Avengers movies, it, It's it's within its own little universe. But it shows how, you know, with the right heart and with the right level of craftsman you can make a truly jaw-droppingly good movie i mean this movie is nothing if not a needle which is just stitched together which is just stitching together one amazing action set piece after another and i i was just lapping it all up i love you know i think this the movie's single biggest asset is the Amazing actor Tony Leung, who play Lung who plays uh, Shang Chi's father. Um, you know, he was in uh, in The Mood for Love, and he was in Happy Together, and he's he's like an absolute veteran of you know Hong Kong and Chinese movies, and. Have him play the bad guy was just a stroke of genius and he makes the whole movie sing for me. Uh, Simu Liu, who plays the lead, is is also pretty good. And Aquafina, God bless her, she's able to make us laugh no matter what. So, um, what's there to not like in this one? Nothing. I liked everything about it. Go Joe, ahead, do Joe. you agree? You know...
0: Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> no, I think it's really rather good. Um, I, I think there's nothing about the marvel universe that i that came across to me in this movie i mean there are these very little dotted line connections to things that have happened so it feels like this is a tangible change to the 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 look and feel and tone of and and universe of the avengers and that maybe by design maybe not i'm not enough of a comic book um aficionado geek um you know in cognizante to to kind of comment on that but it, it almost feels like a standalone movie within its own universe mm-hmm. as opposed to an extension of one that exists, you know, um, in the same way that Black Widow did earlier this year. And for that, um, I applaud it. Um, for for once, I felt like I wasn't overloaded with 101 different characters mm-hmm. that all had to have their own piece of the puzzle. That and had to all stories be, and, yeah. yeah, fit in here with their own motivations and arcs and things like, you know, it, it was just a straightforward Story. There were, you know, some father-son elements in here. It was beautifully, beautifully, beautifully shot. The martial arts sequences were fun. They were inventive enough for, for, for my, you know. They, I don't think they, I don't think anything lives up to when I talk about martial arts movie. Nothing lives up to those like mid-eighties Jackie Chan, you know, Hong Kong. Um, what's the what's the art form that they? It, it's um, Hong Kong. Oh, uh, wushu, wushu. Well, no, that that was in the early 2000s, yeah, Hero and all of that. But yeah, no, they're they, they really kind of fun, inventive, you know, what are effect- effectively, you know, um, just karate movies, kung fu movies. But nonetheless, the fight sequences were fun. They were inventive. The bad guys were fun. They were inventive. The good guys were fun. They were inventive. You know, there's a sequence on a bus, which oh, is just so, so memorable yeah. and inventive and somehow reminiscent of the movie Speed. Um, but, Overall, I just had fun at every single moment of this movie. And you know, you you guys say it to me all the time because I'm I'm okay with the dark brooding comic book, um comic, you know, superhero type movies. You keep reminding me that these movies should also be fun. And that's what this is. This is just fun, start to finish, smile on my face. I really liked it.
2: I was super excited to watch this. A, because I love the trailers and I was hoping for a modern day Kung Fu Hustle-esque Marvel movie. Um, And then secondly, look, it's directed by a moviewriter's friend, Destin Cretton, who's local, like I said. So I'm happy to say this was really, really entertaining. And and I think you guys have said it before, more in an Ant-Man kind of way than a captain marvel captain america kind of way um so it's much more comedic in tone than serious but just had entertainment at the center of its um you know desire to please us um and i think this feels more folklorish than a typical marvel movie um but we haven't seen that kind of folklore magic type of um you know super superhero movie before um and and I just like that it, it, it wasn't your typical good versus evil. I mean, yes, you mentioned it. The dad is the baddie, but not really when you get down to the bottom yeah. of it. I don't want to give anything away, but tonally, this just so works for me. And exactly like you've said, the kung fu, the 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 effects with the rings are so imaginative, like what those rings can do and how they use them it's so inventive my one um the one concession i felt was that we didn't get a sense of where the rings came from mm-hmm. there's a little bit of it to start At with but start. yeah but i wish we had had just a little bit more of like what was the origin of the rings and um you know
0: i think they were forged from the fires in mount doom
2: yeah sure <laughs> perhaps
0: no maybe you oh. franchise <laughs> you know, but but Sorry, j- just Rings a bit more of that. Picarilla. But but I
2: again, it feels innovative and fresh, and just just rush out and watch this movie. I love this.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's one amazing set piece after another. There's one which happens on the scaffolding of a tall yes. of a tall building in uh, Macau, Macau, yeah. And I don't know if they use CGI. I don't know what they did, but the camera. At, at, I mean, at least I mean. I I get get tired of of repetitive action where things are just, people just beating. But here the camera seemed to be moving entirely 360 degrees. And I was like, either they're using CGI or somebody is on a harness and they are doing flips while holding the camera because the camera seemed to move three-dimensionally in every, it was moving, this, you know, I, I, I can't, it's a podcast, so I can't show my <laughs> fingers. But
2: yes, it, these hands are moving at like see, it's, it's 80 like, miles an it's hour. It's moving
1: around the equator and the camera is also moving along the poles. And I don't, yes. it was a single, uh, single, you know, unbroken shot and I don't know how they did it. So I was, I, I, I love it when I get a little bit giddy when it's somebody seems to be doing something you haven't seen before. Um, yeah, and ve- and very folklorish. It kind of reminded a little bit of Raya and the Magic yeah, Dragon a little bit in terms too. of that. Maybe because it's all Asian. Both of them are Asian. And it's movies. in a little village, Aquafine yeah. Aquafina, is isn't it? Aquafina, is, is in it? Is in it. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. I mean, I, j- I. I mean, I think what this this movie could have been just another be Marvel movie, one of you know twenty seven other ones. But somehow it's elevated, and I think it's elevated by just good craft and people who are believing in this and uh, and are just seeing it through and you know Michelle Yeoh is in it and you know it's great to have and, and Tony Leung and all of these people, and Aquafina I mean they are you know they're gold yeah and Simu Liu so
2: I don't know if you know if you guys know the story I'll give you like the e True Hollywood moment yes um, so basically the story goes that Simu Liu was basically about two years ago I think a Marvel movie came out <clears throat> Excuse me. And he decided to make a little video of himself and tweet it out and say, "Hey Marvel, um really? I could be your next I could be your next superhero." Hmm. And they took him seriously. They actually called him up and figured it out and um lo and behold, I think it was, you know, he made some sort of mark about, you know, Asians and superheroes and lo and behold, he he got the call and Got signed up and I trained. Love stories like that. Yeah, it's great. It's great, and and I think um, the other thing is, you know, I I really hope that like Crazy Rich Asians mm-hmm. gave this this whole you know Asian cast um, some fuel, and I and I just want this to continue. This is great. Yeah, I mean,
0: I don't want to make too much about the Asian of this. I mean, it's a story set in Asia and I think the casting and the, the you know, is, is kind of racially appropriate for that. I don't want this to become some sort of Asian, you know, call to arms or something like that for filmmaking. I mean, you know, American superhero movies set in America often have you know, the white American... Leads as, as characters, and you know, there's something to be said for having more diversity. But here, this was, you know, but it was it was it was really well done. And I think that the the main thing is, I was kind of lost. Um, that that specific message, I, you know, I, I was there was a part of me which was worried this was going to be some kind of you know, call to arms, Asian black Panther or some, you know, mm-hmm. some kind of like, right. Like Asians can do this. There should be no doubt that, I mean, we've had great cinema already from, from Asia Agreed. And, and this okay. story being set there. I'm glad we were, you know, we didn't have, um, I don't want this to be too much of a statement. This should be evaluated from my, in my opinion on its on its own merits. And it, it the the cast is wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: And I'm just thinking with a name like Shang-Chi and the legend of 10 rings, Um, It might be off-putting to someone who might think, oh, I'm going to watch Hong Kong cinema. And all I'm saying is that I think it's great that this is an all-Asian cast doing an American Marvel movie.
0: But going back to the point that I made earlier, like this is somehow decoupled from the rest of the Marvel movies. And does anyone know if that's by design, if we're taking a new reboot or...
1: I think it's an origin story, which is in the Marvel Universe. I don't know if they're going to eventually join up with the eternals or something else i I don't know i don't know okay because
0: the last thing i want is these guys start running around with captain america and you know all of that same old joss whedon type you know Mm -hmm. shenanigans Um, i
2: don't think joss
1: whedon will be doing anything for a while joe (laughs) Uh,
0: yes Uh, you know what i mean Mm
1: -hmm. i mean the other thing i i noticed was that the movie is also very well edited which you don't usually realize, but there is a lot of constant back and forth of what's happening now and what transpired when they were kids. And usually, you know, you have a flashback or two or three or four, this movie right till the end, you know, it kind of keeps going back in time. This is what his father told him when he was younger. This is what his father did at that time. And I was not tired from it because I usually get exhausted. I'm like, enough of this flashback, you know, but it was just deployed so well. Uh, that I never kind of tired of it and again you were talking about the action scenes with the 10 rings I mean it speaks to the craft in this movie that at one point I was thinking oh my god this is reminiscent of like the first Star Wars movies only instead of the lightsabers they were using the rings and you know that's that's not not faint praise if you know if it can kind of remind you of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, storytelling was super fun as well. I mean, I think you know his father's first encounter with uh, the mythical <laughs> kingdom uh, was again just full of surprises and twists and turns, and just very imaginative uh, in, in the sense of I wasn't expecting the story to to develop in in many parts of the movie, not not just there, but in in many parts of the movie the way that the way that it did. And and like you say, Rashmi, I mean the, the myth, the mythos, and the 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 mystical nature of things, I think was done really very well. Beautifully shot as well. Yes. I mean, it's yes.
1: gorgeous. Yes. Yeah.
2: And, and just funny, really funny and
1: comical. Mm-hmm. Because I think I worry about people like Aquafina and Tiffany Haddish and others. And, and, you know, Kevin Hart, even like eventually their well, their well of humor is going to run dry. If they keep overexposing themselves Yeah, and keep doing movies, but, you know, good for them. At least I'm not tired with tired of Aquafina yet. You know, and she's doing the I, same same stuff she usually does. And I well, and she showed us tried?
2: her acting chops in the farewell.
0: No, but that, I I know what you're saying, yesterday Yeah, and I'm I'm worried a little bit that we're going to get a little overexposed to her. I felt more fatigued with her particular brand of humor in Raya and the Last Dragon, which is uh, a little sad to say because I mean that was a fun movie. Um, And I really enjoyed her performance. Uh, Here, it just seemed a little fresher for some reason. Um, She came across as a little punchier, um, a little, you know, just... Like you say, I think she could easily wear out her welcome because she is everywhere all the time, but she's really, really talented and Mm -hmm. hilariously funny in this movie.
2: Okay, we ready to wrap this
1: one up? Mm -hmm. Okay, Yasti, why
2: don't you go first?
1: Um... you know, this is this is a Marvel movie for people who love Marvel movies. And this is also a movie for people who don't love Marvel movies. I think there is... You're absolutely right. There's a little bit of the mythic and the folklorish and people who like fantasy can kind of get a kick out of this. I think kids would love this movie as well. It it really doesn't wear out its welcome. It's got amazing action set pieces, which I would love to see a breakdown and see how they actually managed to do this. Um... Tony Leung is one for the ages. He's just so good as, as uh, uh, Shang-Chi's father here. There's literally nothing about this movie that I don't like. So eight and a half out of 10, which I'm going to back down to a very, very stingy eight. Joe?
0: Yeah, you know, I'm going to do a callback to one of our earlier episodes where we, we highlighted the movie by this director, Short Term 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a debut uh, made from a short film that he'd made by the same name, and I think immediately we saw the the talent um behind this particular director, and to see that he's been given the opportunity to direct something that is a sizable in terms of i mean the list of credits in this movie mm-hmm. you know it's it goes into the i i would say it's easily in the in the five five figure you know five digits you know it's like tens of thousands it feels like are involved in creating a movie like this, so to see him. At the helm, managing a team this large, still coming through with a vision that is, I think, is true to um, what he intended to set out to create as what he got. Just really great stuff. So I'm super pumped, super happy to see this young director uh, make uh, make the kind of movie that he has and talent is th- all over this movie its job is to make you smile and it did and i left with a smile and i recommend this movie to everyone so eight out of ten
2: and it's a nine from me <gasps> i really love this movie it was a uh, good rashmi movie that's, fun action comedy
0: i have to qualify that nine with a A nine with the weight of expectations on it because sometimes that can go against the movie. You were really hopeful. I was
2: really hopeful and it delivered. I loved it. I felt so happy watching it. I think I had a smile on my face the entire time because even when it's not funny entertaining you, the choreography, I I mean, I've done karate, right? I've, I've done martial arts and it's so hard. It's so hard to do. It's very inventive. And it's inventive and it uses things around. um, I felt like it was paying homage to Jackie Chan a little bit with how inventive it was. Um, Just, I mean, like you mentioned, Yazdi, the bus scene alone and the one on the the scaffolding, just those two Mm -hmm. scenes and they're quite long. Yeah. Amazing. Just amazing. I love this movie. <laughs> I was going to give it 10 almost, but I was like... Don't give it 10. No, I'm giving it 9. I'm giving, <laughs> solid 9 from me. Okay.
0: Excellent. And the art form that I couldn't remember that Jackie Chan trained in as a child, which led him into the world of martial arts movies, was Chinese opera. That's so right. So he, as a child, That's right. trained yeah. in Chinese opera, which is a very acrobatic type... Um, performance I guess style and he wove that into the martial arts movie yeah with, uh, something that was unique i still that's still my high bar for any kind yeah of, um,
2: and we haven't even <laughs> talked <laughs> about like the the sense of the like what a family is and how a family works and like there's so much here there's so much here to unwrap good stuff i want to go watch it again
0: yeah i'm sure yeah, you'll theater. get the opportunity when it comes on TBS yeah. Superstation uh, rerunning over and over again as it will because it's so fabulously entertaining yeah Yeah. okay let's wrap the podcast for today thank you very much for listening we do appreciate you you can catch us at instagram.com slash movie facebook.com slash movie twitter.com slash movie mm-hmm. We don't tweet that much. I think there is a problem with the email. So if you are signed up for our emails and notifications of podcasts, I think Google has killed that. Cool. So So um, thank you, Google, for Damn. giving me a service for 10 years, charging me nothing. And then... stopping doing it but um i'll see if i can figure out another email list server if that's how you find out about the episode but uh always at com. so um do be sure there and you'll find us on all the podcasts which you know because you've already found us so thank you for listening until our next podcast too many movies too little time and goodbye from me and me and me as well
1: and the cat says bye as well (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, she's come out. Yeah. She has just be